Hello everybody and welcome to Romantically Lit, where we get down and dissect all things Black love in literature. I'm your host, Odelia. And I'm your host, Hannah. Thank you for our very for joining us on our very first episode. We are super excited to do this. Um, as two undercover hopeless romantics ourselves, we find ourselves enthralled in all things romance, especially when it has to do with Black love. And there's never been a better platform or better way to look at it than through books. And why not dissect all the great Black authors that there are across the diaspora and Thank you for joining us as two best friends uh, as we do that. Best friends. <laughs> yes, best friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I guess we can dive into the treat that we have for this week. Uh, we are going to be reading Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola. I hope I said her name right. You know, I'm from East Africa. We don't we don't have those kind of names. <laughs> anyway, she's a queen in her in every right. <laughs> um, some of y'all may know her from one of her most popular books, which is Love and Color. I suggest you read it. It's just a bunch of short stories that, del- that dive into different, um, I guess, Greek mythologies or different mythologies around the world. And she sort of modernizes them because she's a rom-com connoisseur. So you can just imagine what she's each of those things. She's self-proclaimed, by the way, a rom-com connoisseur. Yeah. I would definitely check out her Twitter. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, and as Hannah said, you know, she's written Love and Color, and, you know, it was a great read, so if you have not read that, I would, we would recommend checking that out. Um, so we felt like it was a great place to start by looking at her book that just came out, Honey and Spice. Yes. So, for this week, we're just going to look at the first eight chapters, and every week following, we're going to do seven to eight chapters until we get to the end of the book. Um... Thank you for joining us on the ride, and we hope you uh, you have as much to say about it as we do. So let's get right into it with chapter one. Okay, so chapter one. Do you want to start, or you want me to start? Um, I guess we can just start by naming the characters or what's happening. So essentially, where are we? I don't know. What we are in a pastoral um, land. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, that's how to describe it. Anyway, it's this very, very prestigious university college um, or something alike to that in a, I guess it's very far away from the city. I, when I think about it, I think about it more of like, you know, in um, Dear White People, those type of colleges, like very prestigious, very top notch, very few black people in there. Yeah, I did get a similar vibe when reading it. It did feel, a lot of the chapters did really feel like um, Dear White People, more than Netflix show, less the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we are in England, though. That's that's what I've gotten for sure. And you can kind of tell by the different kind of Black people she describes in the books. Also the lingo. Like, mandem. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, she is British-Nigerian, or Nigerian-British, rather. And, um, you know, why not write about anything other than what you are or your experiences? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it starts out like that. Like Hana said, we're in, we're in some... We're in a PWI. And I think that's just the basis of our main character's dilemma. Her name is Kiki. Um, so she she kind of knows all and every single, like, 
black person on campus. I don't know how she keeps up with all of that. I feel like there might be one too many to know that she she knows all the details, who's dating who, who's seeing who. Um, and she's a, she's a sophomore. I remember that much. Um, but yeah, so she's a sophomore. And we meet her, and she's in a very awkward position to start. Yeah, you know, awkward is how I describe it, too. I, too, have found myself in these kind of situations. <laughs> you know, I, and she did blame it on ovulation. So, yeah, I guess it was her time of, you know, the month where, you know, she was feeling a little frisky. She goes to some man's, um, I guess, dorm room flat or something. And as she's there, she's sort of questioning why she's there. We don't get the name of the guy that she's with, but she blames an ovulation. And I honestly, I've been there, done that, so... Um, I, you know, I don't want to admit my sins, but we've all, we've also been there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she, she refers to him as my guy and all the vibe you get from my guy is that he is no word of a lie and ass. Like he seems empty headed. He just cares about his body and he thinks his body is enough to get him any and everywhere. Um, I think he's light skinned. And that plays into that as well. And he, she describes him as someone who, this is not his first time being one of like the sole black people in a school environment. He went to a predominantly white school, so that kind of plays into how he does things. Um, one thing I respect about my girl Kiki, you know, every time you know we've all been there where you're with someone you know you're not supposed to be with, um, but you're just there entertaining yourself. And then that moment, she's like, "Why am I here?" Mm-hmm. And gets up and goes. And you know what? I have to give it to her for that one because he did the, he tried all the moves that guys normally do to get you to stay, to finish what you came there to do. But my girl said, you know what? I, I gotta get self respect. And I guess that starts today. Um, so that was, that was nice. So we kind of get an idea that she is kind of strong willed, um, which is a little ironic when you later on find out who my guy is. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so she, we see her and she's, she finally leaves after back and forth with this guy. She does consider going back because she left her best friend's lip gloss, which is like, girl, why did you even, you know what? And (laughs) I will say though, at that part, I was like, you should probably go back and get that (laughs) because I know I would. Now for me, it depends. Is it Fenty or is it the drugstore? <laughs> Even if it's the drugstore, like, I lose my lip gloss all the time. So I, first of all, I would never lend my lip gloss to a friend. I don't know. But, because lip gloss is one thing. But, you know, but anyways, I, I would have gone back. I know she had stormed out, but I personally would have gone back. So we after she's gone, she bumps into someone in the hall as she's trying to sneak away. Because, you know, in knowing everybody and everybody knowing who's with who, you don't want to get caught in whoever's dorm and start rumors. She bumps into a black face that she's never seen. And she, again, she knows every single, or makes it sound like she knows all the black people on campuses. She knows all the groups. She knows who hangs out with who, who's with who. She knows who's on the that specific dorm room floor. So she bumps into what I have to assume is our love interest. Oh, yes, our love interest. Um, I think she describes him physically in that moment. I know that he is a pretty handsome 
dark skin man with just glowing skin, a hairline. Um, you know, in my head in that moment, I was thinking, oh, this is that part in the movies where it's in slow-mo-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she is curious, but also like attracted and also like, I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of emotions going on in that moment. Um, obviously, they have a slight interaction, which makes a lot of sense because later on in the chapters, they sort of bring it up. So it becomes almost like their thing now. I forgot what the interaction, I don't know what exactly the words were, but I think she says something about like a superpower. I don't know. Do you remember that? I do remember her mentioning a superpower. She brings it. Oh, life. I believe she says like her superpower. Later on, she mentions her superpower being like the ability to sense like essentially F-boys. Like she can tell who you know, who's who. Mm-hmm. And she's re- she she claims she has a good filter of them, mm-hmm. which is funny enough because, again, we're literally seeing our girl leave the room mm-hmm. of somebody she should be avoiding, but she claims that's what's happening because she can tell Homeboy is about to go meet someone. Um, she just doesn't know who. But what she does know, even though she doesn't want to admit to herself, that she's attracted to him. Um, <clears throat> and that is how we meet Kiki. So immediately we know what's happening with her on that sense. And um, Homeboy is headed to a different girl's room. I do remember they give each other, or rather she gives him a fake name. Um, he doesn't, and I think she he follows suit. I don't remember what their fake names were. I can't remember either. Um, but it kind of works out because like the girl he's there to see she like opens the door and calls her kind of, I don't think she, she calls her by the right name. Like she knows who she is, but she, Kiki describes herself because she's kind of private and she doesn't really date like that or openly. Mm-hmm. Nobody really takes her as someone like, oh, she could be going to see anybody on this floor. She even makes up a lie and it doesn't seem like the girl cares at all why she's there. Like she just kind of wants the guy that she's talking to to get to her room so they can start their evening um but yeah but from there we see kiki go to i think what i deem the most interesting thing about her and is very and this is where it sounds like dear white people is the fact that she runs this radio show yeah called brown sugar um which just made me think about the d'angelo song the whole time it made me think about the black rom-com Brown Sugar with Sanaa Lathan oh. and Ty I've never seen that one. Yeah, and he runs a radio show. Like, <laughs> oh, does he actually? Yeah. Okay, so he's a, he's basically a, a musical producer, rap, a, a producer of some sorts. Um, and there's some, you know, some radio stuff. She actually wrote, I think she, the love interest Sanaa Lathan, writes a book. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, gets interviewed by a radio show. Or she's actually the host of the radio show one of the two but that's where my mind went to instantly i'm just like looking very familiar yeah but i'm sure she makes reference to the fact that she it's either about the wait i swear the d'angelo song is for that movie though or am i no no i don't think so okay well i have to know that okay but um, well funny enough she like i don't remember what song she intros to but her producer for the show is her best friend um I don't remember her name. Amina. Amina. Okay. So Amina is the daughter of what she describes as like rich Nigerian parents, but she doesn't hang around the other rich Nigerian kids. 
she they bumped into each other first year um when they were in the hallway and some white guy was said something kind of dodgy to them that was race related and they kind of chased him out and from there Amina decided that they were going to be friends and and Kiki just went with it because again she describes herself the books were in first person she describes herself as quiet like Mm -hmm. keeping to herself so it it only made sense that Amina would decide for the two of them that that was the journey that they were going to go to and they've been together ever since uh they both I believe Amina's getting some kind of degree within, like, media marketing or something of that sort. So doing the radio show kind of counts as one of her credits. And then uh, Kiki just, she likes, oh, she, what is she doing? She, she, I think she's some, she's somewhat, something similar to what Amina does, but then she's also doing the show for those same reasons, to get credits for something else. Yeah, because later on when she talks about the internships, because she wants to do, like, I feel like it's in the same realm of writing, yeah. culture, but like about the black experience specifically. Mm-hmm. So the show fits right in because the show is kind of like her own way of empowering black women. Like she's just out here, uh, you know, giving advice. And that's where our first dilemma is because she's not the only person who's met this mystery man on campus. Um seems that he's quite popular amongst, amongst the gal them all the sisters are like <laughs> they say who is this fine piece of man and how can i get him and i think that's the problem because he, <laughs> he he was like the one lion in the pack yeah and all lionesses wanted him and he he's dipping and dabbling in every single pond and it's turning the women into and this is part sometimes i'm like where's the sisterhood like can y'all not see that he's playing all of you because now it turned what she describes is like because in coalition with the with the actual radio show she has a website and like you can post your questions there and kind of like reddit and what she normally describes is like a nice place to you know if you have a question people are gonna be like yeah go girl yeah you know support you even relationship stuff now everybody's talking about you should get your own man you should do this and her and uh, amina are just like what What is is going on but because Kiki's already seen this guy, um, and she's not as sly as she thinks she is, as she tries to tell Amina about this person, she's trying to act like she doesn't know him, or she's not that interested. She knows exactly who it is that's causing all the trouble among the women um, at um, on campus. And uh, that leads to her putting out a little message for him. Yeah. Well, I think he's described as very, I guess, talented of being a playboy, yes. very skilled. I think he's, from from my perspective, it seems like a guy who would love bomb you. You know what I mean? He's going to take you out to the Cheesecake Factory, then maybe make you see the skyline that night, um, giving you false promises or sweet nothings. I mean, you know, you know, sometimes when it's cold outside and you're in a drought, of course, you know, you fall into... <laughs> You can fall into those traps, but all the girls, every single one of you, so y'all don't have a major group chat talking about who's dating who, who knows what, because I would have figured it out immediately if I'm being played. But that's how it's being described by our our male protagonist. Um, so, you know, she goes on to a little social media. She's like, hmm. She's like, I think I know who this person is. I feel like I've met him. But obviously, at this point, readers, you'll know that there's going to be... Um, 
Milna, she's going to be part of the play as well. You know what I mean? Because she finds him attractive and she's curious about him. And he's very smooth because that interaction that they had when she was jumping out of my guy's um, flat. So, of course, like, you know, for someone like me, that gets me all tingled up because now I know, like, you know, I can sort of, like, assume what's going to happen next. Oh, yeah, because we're, like, creating conflict. Also, exactly. side note, the way they found his Instagram so quickly. Yeah. I didn't inherit that skill that the rest of you got <laughs> where you, like, <laughs> you can just tap, tap, one connection, two connection. Boom. Like, the most Bottom. I can do is three. Yep. So, I know there's girls out there who you don't even need a name. You just need where was he, who could he have possibly been with, and you found him. I also get that, like, of course, if it's on campus, like, it's a smaller group to search for, but I would have given up so quickly. Like, I'm not even lying. But, yeah, you can tell the tension's coming. Yep. Um, and we're supposed to not like this quote-unquote player, but you know, you know what? Who, who doesn't like a player here and there? Like, we shouldn't, but we do. Yep. And that's just what it is. Um, yeah, and it's a... <laughs> so she basically tells all the girls to find some self-respect and not to be arguing with your fellow neighbor over some man who's clearly, you know, the village bicycle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because if he's going around so many girls, he's I mean, yeah, that. exactly. Community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, community. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. So that, that's the end of chapter two. The first couple chapters are kind of short. I think it's more just discovering who Amina is. Like, <clears throat> we know that she's Nigerian. Or, I'm sorry, not Amina. Well, I guess Kiki. Yeah, but Kiki. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that she's Nigerian. We know that she's in her second year university. We know that she's doing something media-esque. That's how she met her best friend. And then we also know that she had, there's one black prof on campus who um, is her mentor and is helping her through the rest of her schooling and is offering her an internship or helping her do apply for an internship in New York, which oh, yes. is, she describes it as the coming at the perfect time. There's something similar going into university and she just was not ready. I guess she was, dis- she says she was distracted. We have to assume it was because of a man. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about men is they'll they derail you from your destiny. Listen, listen, I'm Kiki right now. I'm warning <laughs> all you ladies out here. <laughs> How many traps can we fall into? <laughs> many, many. Um, so with that, she decides, you know, she thinks she's all set. Like, it, uh, like listening to it, it sounds like she's got everything. Under control. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her prof basically tells her that she needs to do a little more to make brown sugar. Something worth appealing to the people who are going to review her application, like how she changes her media form. Yeah. And like we just described, it's basically, it's basically, uh, what do they call it? Like aunt something where you call in or she give advice. And obviously her advice was, is very tailored to a specific audience and a very specific way you speak. Um, so she tells her to expand on that. And from that very moment, I was like, oh, I know what she's going to do. She's going to invite Mr. Man on the podcast. Boom. Like it, you know, it clicks, it clicks immediately. And then the prof says, oh, there's somebody who's doing a film thing. Exactly. And I want you to work with. We, know we can put this, we can stitch everything together right now. It's been caught. And at this point we know, she doesn't know who she's going to be doing the project with, but we know uh, the player on campus is Malachi. Yep. Um, that's actually one of my favorite boy names. And, you know, <laughs> 
Um, okay. <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, Malachi is, is listen, folks, <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything. Don't get me into trouble. But those are biblical names, aren't they? Yeah. So I can, I can, I can chime in here. You know, <laughs> a lot of the guys that I have had relations with in the past have all had biblical names and they're very far from, you know, the word of God <laughs> in terms of their behavior. So that's just my POV. Okay. That's just how, that's just how my destiny has been formed for me. So I stay away from the Malachi's, the Isaiah's, you know what I mean? Um, you know what? That that's a personal experience. I'm not gonna valid. Right. Valid. Yeah. Still love the name though. Still Good. all love here. Um <laughs> one thing I want to say about chapter three though, I actually do like the very casual, informal um relationship that she has with I think the prophet's called Dr. Miller. Yeah. Um their interaction, obviously, like I in my mind I'm thinking of her as like this very almost like bougie but not really um stylish um mentor who is here to like give you proper advice she, I, in my mind i feel like she has like cat glasses on and she talks oh, in a I certain way that. like i'm yeah. that's sort of that's a sense that i'm getting from dr that. miller um and of course like kiki loves her because i think she allows her to be open and very honest about how she's doing and what's going on in her life and what she wants to do in her career and stuff um so i kind of like that you know it's very good to have representation in especially like institutions like that you know what i mean where things are predominantly um one tone meaning plain um if you get my drift um so <laughs> it's nice to have a little bit of somebody there who's vouching for you essentially and of course dr miller really believes that she'll be able to secure this internship if she was if she just took these few little steps to get there making her better essentially so i really like the relationship that they had there and she seems very funny and very sarcastic as well like the whole like coffee thing that she's not allowed to when she brought the coffee to dr miller in the office right, dr. Right. Miller was like well i can't accept this because you know bribery or whatever the rules are for for her being who she is but i like how they played around with it um because you know they're friends you know that's your mentor and everything so love that love that um, I feel like that was pretty much the whole of chapter three was just like giving us her, giving us an idea of what Kiki wants, where she thinks she is right now. Uh, of course, like bringing the, the, the idea of that she's going to be working with this guy that she met, you yeah. know, outside that flat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're starting to make a little bit of progress here, but we can stitch a, a little bit of the stories at the end of the day, you know, none of these scenarios are net new like i've definitely seen them in movies read them in books so i'm able to place two and two together um and then you know we land into chapter four and i believe this is where is this the party scene we get introduced to the whole idea of their uh, like black student union they okay call it something else the acs mm. um and for what i remember it it starts off like when she arrived on campus, they kind of hung out, they kind of did their thing, but it didn't have, they didn't have like their own organized like school night or anything. Um, you know, everybody knows that every club on campus has their like club night that you got to You got to do one to raise money for your club, which I always hated. And then two, just because you're in university and you need somewhere to go. Um, so the ACS here is ran by this not so great guy called Zachary, 
uh, Zachary Kingsford. He is the leader of it. She does not describe him as someone... He, he comes off really condescending with her. Though she does have... I can't lie. She has a very I'm so tired of everything attitude. Because yep. we like meet her and she's... Um, or in this chapter when she's talking about it and how it came to be, she's talking about how Mina basically dragged her to this... One of their like general meetings or whatever. And they're going over ideas and whatnot. And she makes a point of like outwardly thinking you know what you're thinking you you say what you're not supposed to say out loud but you say and you say it loud enough where everybody hears you Mm -hmm. so zach basically says well if you're so like keen on doing something for the acs what is your bright idea and she's like just host like a club night like we're the only group who doesn't have a club night like we can just do this a place for us to hang out where we don't have to face like you know being told no sneakers at the door or we're too loud or too ratchet or whatever, like just for us, by us. Um, the problem is Zachary Dunn says, okay, you plan it. Um, that's Zachary to me. Okay. <laughs> she says, you plan it. Uh, or he says, you plan it. And she's not with it, but she doesn't. And from what it sounds like, it's still one of the greatest nights on campus. It works out because, she she comes up with the ideas, but the ACS helps her fund it and like with the logistics, and it's it's still going on. And then from where we're meeting her at, she and Amina are heading to the party, where she kind of like spends her time, not actually partying. She kind of just patrols that everything's going okay, uh, and she's you know make sure everybody's having a good night. And yeah. again, she describes herself as like the neutral of the campus. Yes. She floats around groups, but she doesn't really have a group. Her and Amina are, you know, just on their own. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that vibe. I feel like I was like that in university. Like, I was... I feel like I've always been like that. I don't have, like, a group, per se. I've also never really understood the click thing. So when she's describing, like, the different groups, like, there's the very, like, zen black girls, and then there's, like, the slay queens. I don't know how, what else to call them, but, like... <laughs> You know, know, think of Mean Girls, you know, when Lindsay Lohan was saying, oh, when she was being introduced to this school and then the friends, the freaks that she was with, they were going table by table trying to like connect people. That's exactly how I describe, I guess, the cliques that are happening at this university or even within the black, black group of people. Right. Like she even just calls like the Bible study babes, which made me, it made me giggle a little bit. Like, just because I know, I know what they look like. (laughs) Don't we? (laughs) (laughs) But my question was even, why are the Bible study babes at the... You know what? Why are they at Freaky Fridays? Listen, what Beyonce saying, church girl? She don't want to hurt nobody, okay? (laughs) Drop it like a joke. Anyway. No, no, no. Um, no. So... What Adila describes, yeah, that's what's going on majority in chapter chapter four. It's just like the inception of this club night, which ends up being called Freaky Fridays. That's the official name of it. Um, And this chapter is when we get introduced to Amina's guy, who is not her guy. (laughs) I love this sub story. Like, I think I like it right now. I like it a lot more than the actual story. Absolutely. Because Kofi is, like, clearly all over Amina. Listen. And she's paying, she's pretending to pay him no mind. But it's like, (sighs) girl, 
Girl, pay him mind. He's there. He clearly likes you. He's the kind of guy who's just like, damn, what can I do to get this girl's attention? You know what I mean? And she's just like, I like you, but I can't show you all that I like you. Like, I don't even know why she's doing all that. I cannot even lie. Like, I, I don't know why she's pretending. Because the way they describe, not that I'm going to lie to you. Well, the way they describe the guys at school, they all sound awful. And maybe that's why I'm like, no, nah, just get with Kofi. He sounds great. <laughs> Bare minimum. I was like, y'all Honestly. Know. He's a DJ. He plays some tunes, you know? I know. I'm in the camp of girls who just like, if a guy sort of shows actions that show me that he likes me, who am I to like pretend? You know what I mean? I've been, I've been singing for a long time. <laughs> And so if, if a man shows interest in me I'm, and I kind of like them, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 have some fun with them. I mean, I guess, but... Don't waste no time. I see both ways. Like, I don't think we should waste time, especially in these days. Listen. Know, it's bleak out here. Scarce. <laughs> but, you know, maybe Amina's playing a long game that will realize evidently what she's trying to do. Also, I think sometimes the chase is just fun and she's enjoying it. I'm sure Kofi's enjoying it to a certain extent as well, but they're Maybe. clearly, you know, something's happening somewhere, even if she doesn't want to say it. Um, but when they get to the party, Amina goes off with Kofi and mm-hmm. Kiki starts her rounds like like a hall monitor, um, which is a little weird. But then she bumps into her like arch nemesis, Simi. Uh, Simi runs a. It's like the I think opposite. a similar, a similar like radio show, right? I don't know if it's a radio show, but it it feels like um, what's his Log. name? What's that guy's name that nobody likes anymore? Like he Paris? Yes. <laughs> it feels Y'all like she runs TMZ. T- yeah, yeah. She writes a, a blog yeah. along those lines, and uh, from what she describes, like she's just saying who's with who, who got caught with who, yeah, who's with what with who. And so they're going back and forth, shading each other because mm-hmm. she catches Simi trying to get these um, first years not to sit, you know, first years or freshmen not to sit um, on this one designated chair. Because again, it's like the student union lounge. And for those of us who know, even if you have a club night there, there's no VIP section. No. <laughs> Like, I, the whole time I was reading it, I was in thinking of our university, and I was like, I can't imagine somebody trying to do VIP in that place. Like, there wasn't even chairs, to be honest. But I was like, why? You're, you cannot be doing this. And she basically tells them, tells her, Simi, to leave the girls alone, let them do. But at that point, from what she describes, the freshmen already have a certain fear of her or an admiration because they know Simi runs this blog. Yep. Even though they kind of admire Kiki as well for brown sugar, but it's different, you know. You want to be cool at the end of the day, so that's just what it is. And I guess, like, if you're a freshman coming into a university as prestigious as, you know, this one is describing, you want to associate yourself with the big with the big honchos, you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to be around the people who are going to lift you up in, I guess, like societal capital, whatever it is. And Simi is that person. She's a, I think they describe her as somebody who's going to make or break you, right? Yeah. And so it's interesting that Kiki still has some form of reputation or respect within the school community, even though her and Simi don't get along. They don't see eye to eye at all. So there are these two people, I guess, like... Yeah. An opposite end. I think it also has a lot to do with one, her radio show, and and then also yeah. the way Bolu writes her and she she talks about herself is like she's unattainable to not just the guys but the girls because yeah. she puts up such a front. 
So it's almost like you're you're interested by the mystique of who Kiki is. Um, and again, she tries to stay neutral so she can navigate this world she has. Which kind of comes around because again, she's like on hall monitor patrol. And she sees, which I think is is honestly the worst thing why you as a woman can do for yourself which is arguing with another woman about a guy listen in the middle of doing domestics in the middle of anywhere a grocery store a church a party <laughs> a class you, no just no don't do that that is so like you know as a bystander i'd be like Ooh, drama because that's who i am as a person <laughs> but I would never want to be in that situation. Yeah. I don't think anybody should be in that situation. But Kiki finds that situation happening at her club night. And of course, who's at the middle? Who are we fighting over? Malachi Corday. And the man does not even look like he's concerned by what's happening here. He... So essentially how I saw the scenes is like now everybody's watching these two girls going head to head to head. I think maybe they're spinning a few things here and there and Malachi's right in the center. And the way that, and I like how I was describing Malachi's reaction to how these women are, you know, interacting yeah. with each other. He was very calm. He's very cool and collected. You know, he's not he's not saying ah none of that. He's just there like okay, okay, you know. And I think as like he's doing all these activities and like my girl Kiki's like out here taking notes, just like, oh, so he's a real, real player. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he got them under like he got them under yeah. his control. Because he was not shifting at all. I don't even think he did any face any form of like facial expression. He was just there listening. I still want to know what he said to the girls. Yes. To make them stop fighting. Because, okay, so again, it was two girls from different camps here. Yeah. We have the one girl who she describes as the resident blogging queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one who's really confronting him, asking him, you know, do I have mug on my forehead? Love the Brits when they use their little words, mug on my forehead. Um, and she's clapping her hands. And then, weirdly enough, the girl that she's arguing with is described as, like, uh, you know, she's very zen, very natural. Like, she's it's giving Erica Badu. And I was thinking the exact same person. So it made me think, I was like, okay, so it's like Erica Badu and, I don't even know, like, Nicki Minaj going back and forth. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> because she describes the vlog me, you know, she got her long Brazilian or Peruvian, she got her acrylics yeah. on, and then you got the other one with locks, Chi Chi, that's what she called Chi Chi with her locks and her septum piercing, and she she's ahead of the incense and almond milk babes, who I lovingly dubbed the vegan cupcakes, which I love. Vegan <laughs> <laughs> cupcakes. And then that's the thing, because she's describing both women as like the leader of their group, which yeah. I also think is ridiculous. You should not have leaders of your groups. But anyways. <laughs> but if you're these like top, top women, you're going back and forth over this man, it's weird. But he like he just he just goes over to them, whispers something that nobody else can hear and and suddenly it's like they're sister wives. They're front they're fine. Yeah. And I'm just like, what do you say? What do you, what magic does he hold? And that's what scared me because <laughs> as the as they're going through each of like each 
each emotion of that scene, I was thinking to myself, this man, and they describe him as a demon, a yeah. fine demon, because that is demonic behavior. It Listen. really is. To have two women out there ratata at each other, and you just say one thing, whisper here, whisper here. And the, actually, both these women start to like just smile at each other, like nothing happened, and they go back to like their separate groups. Right. It's, it's poisonous. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's poisonous. Don't dangerous. ever, ever find yourself in a situation like that. The funny thing is, as he the fight's going on, this man is looking at Kiki. Mm-hmm. His whole time he's facing on Kikiola. Um, they're making eye contact. They're basically having sex with their eyes. <laughs> Amina says that's what's happening. There's a connection right there. And I believe Amina. Amina's yep. never lied to me. Um, and what I love is that she describes Malachi as having an R&B smile with her. Oh. And you know, we listen. <laughs> Can we? Is this a safe space? Is this a safe, <laughs> safe space? Is this a safe space? An R and B smile. Nah, that is million dollars right there. Because as somebody who loves R and B, both old and the new, contemporary, it's not dead, y'all. It's it's still there. It's still it's out coming. there. It's coming. It's still out there. I can see his smile when I read that particular sentence. I can see. I'm thinking D'Angelo. You know what I mean? I'm thinking Maxwell. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking everybody, and it made me smile. Funny, did. I didn't think R and B artists. I thought of Lawrence Tate. Not in, Lawrence in, 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 Love, in Jones. Love Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Old. That scene when he goes up and he's like reading a poem, a poem for Nina. Oh, oh the... yeah, on their first meeting, and he was giving her eye contact. He literally met her seconds ago. He goes up there and does this freestyle poem for you. Oh, I'm sold. <laughs> Why have we never been to a poetry jam or poetry? Let's class? go. Let's exist. I think they do. And you know, just go there, you're like you snap your fingers and mmm word. I don't like poetry like that. I but, do. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, we, we should we should make a trip there. But you're right, it actually does remind me of that scene as well. Yeah. Like it's very it's very romantic. It's very <laughs> old school. <laughs> <laughs> like this is why we're doing the show, you guys, because deep, deep inside my cold, cold heart. Right. I very really, old. really do love these type of interactions. Her so I'm sold. She's saying her heart's kind of warm. <laughs> Look warm. Tap it. Anyway. <laughs> but she, she's ma- he's making eyes at her. She's making eyes at him. Amina's seeing the eyes going back and forth. Mm. My girl Kikiola is still trying to act like she doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, like, like, a shadow when the sun is out. A cloud trying to block the sun. Who comes up other than Kurahou, my guy? Listen. And this part upset me. Because <laughs> we find out my guy is no other than Zachary, the, the president of the ACS. What I tell you about these biblical names? <laughs> his name is actually Zach, but his, his full name could be Zachary. It is Zachary. It's Zachary in the book. And I think they describe him, like you said, light-skinned, half English, half Nigerian, I believe. I don't remember what his half black is. Well, I'm assuming that he's half English, half Nigerian. English meaning white. Um, So he comes up to our good sis, Kiki, talking about... Look at me trying to do like an English accent. (laughs) I can't. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But in my mind, I'm assuming like he's just, you know, like someone who has no swag, but the thing they do is just sliding up to her saying that, oh, are you mad? Are you upset? Why'd you leave? Is that what he was asking her? I think basically because he's an asshole, he doesn't realize 
that she was serious when she said she didn't want to mess with him anymore. Boom. Because when she left his room and she was like, it's not good, you know, this man's asking me, do I like it? And he's just pinching me. Like, yeah. She, <laughs> she was like, I'm not coming back here. This is done. And I don't think he's ever had someone be as serious, but he, he's someone who likes the chase. He likes yeah. that she doesn't like him. And he thinks that she likes that he, she's disgusted by him. Yep. But the way she describes it, she chose him because, yeah, he's hot, like, visually, but she's so sure because she's so unattracted to everything else about him that she's not going to fall in love with him. And that was good enough for her at the time. She's not proud of it, but that was her reasoning. But this man, he, he want, I don't even think he likes her either. He just doesn't like the fact that she doesn't like him. Yep. And it's his birthday or something. So they made up this fake VIP section, him and his his group. Um, and he's cornered her in one small corner of the room, has her back to the wall. It's trying to, he's not letting up talking about, you know, you know you want this, like you that. And she's going back and forth with him, training insults, to, and he's just laughing. I think what she says says, what nah. is it? Oh the prick? Like <laughs> love that <laughs> not this interaction was just like she's just like you're a dickhead and he says you're in denial like <laughs> sir please did you like listen to me respect me i'm telling you get away from me like he's actually very gross yeah um, um yeah he just he's just a gross person but then what upsets me about this idiot is the fact that it's the way he describes her in the end that leads to the rest of the actions he like basically says that she's she's ugly essentially mm-hmm. and he was he was lowering his standards to be with her mm-hmm. um which is not it's not what you want to hear ever especially for you know for your main girl and there's layers to it this light-skinned guy telling this dark-skinned woman that you know you know she she's not up to his standards and it kind of plays into the fact that they're sneaking around to even begin with so i was kind of shocked that he even made up a scene like in the middle of the club night yeah funny enough all this is happening and there's only one pair of eyes that's looking at her and you know the eyes it's malachi malachi um and he's just he's just he's just doing what he's doing he's he's surveying the area yeah, Malachi is what he he's an observer, you know what I mean? He he reads the he kind of reads what's going on and I guess like as a as, as somebody who I'm assuming is probably like a playboy, a little bit of a manipulator here and there. He tries to see what can I what can I digest to like now use it to my advantage to get what I want or what I think I want. Yeah. So as this interaction is happening between Zachary and Kiki, I think he says a Zachary told Kiki that this is charity. Charity. Can you That's imagine? what he's like. A man like, telling she, you that. She's better than me because I might start cussing you out. I yeah. might start fighting. But I understand she's trying not to make a scene. But like, that is so disrespectful. Rude. Like, rude. charity? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have cried right there and then. Like, there's no... <laughs> I'm going home. I don't care if it's my party. I don't care if it's my my event. I'm off. I'm out of here. I found something about you that's ugly. I don't care if you look like literal Idris Elba that day. I will yeah. find something. Yeah. We will be straying. We'll be going back and forth. I do Absolutely. not care. Um, but um, she does something that I would not do because I'm not brave enough to do that. Now, <laughs> what does she do, Delia? <laughs> <laughs> she decides she's going to store across the room and go up to Malachi. 
Um, and this is where I was like, this is a little high school, you know. Okay. It's, it's giving a little a little CW. It's you know, it's giving it's giving Riverdale. But she she storms up to Malachi and he goes, What do you need? Like, be for real. And then she's like, kiss me. <laughs> and what do they do? He's they like, kiss. Okay. And they, they don't just kiss. They make they out. Kiss. Okay? Exchanging DNA. That's what that's how it's described. <laughs> Very sloppy, very tongue in, very, you know, just hot and wet. That's what it's being described as, hot and wet. In these few moments, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is cute. Our two, uh, you know, our, our two lovers are having this very cute interaction, very intense. And did I like it? Did you like it? Why don't you let us know? Uh, you, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I for one was just shocked it was happening, and you can tell everybody's looking around and they're yeah. like, and and before she says it, you know it because you're like, didn't you tell every girl in school to stay away from this man that you're lipsing in the middle of the party? Who, mind you, was just arguing with two other girls about Boom. an hour ago. So you know it's mess. So you added yourself. You claim to be this neutral to all this mess and you're just like and I'm to her defense Odilia this light this half half Nigerian half Englishman I'm sorry I have to point it out because you know sometimes when you are and I'm assuming he's biracial when you're light skinned when you have this privilege you think that you can just say anything you that's want that's true this man just says I was doing you a favor this is charity I, I don't know what I, I don't know how I'd react in that moment I might have just walked up to Malachi and say, Malachi, you know what? I mean? Give me the hottest, wettest kiss that you got. So I can make no, him you, feel you a certain way. Yes, I wouldn't do it, obviously. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you absolutely would not do that. I would not do um, that. But I'm assuming, like, because she's fuming in that moment, because, I mean, this man just told you some wild shit. Like, that's rude. That's absolutely rude. No matter who you're talking to, like, please have some respect. So, you know, she's trying to, I guess, make Zachary feel a certain way. Yeah. Or make him jealous. I don't think. I don't think he I was think, jealous, though. I, I don't she, think it was jealous, but if a man just said, like, oh, I'm doing charity work, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you know that you're not the only one who wants this, and that's I don't true. have to be with you. And the thing is, at this point, she's told him several times she does not need him, she does not want him. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that he's offering that is worthwhile to begin with. Mm-hmm. So there's no need for him to even be cornering her at the party. But he's there and acting like he's doing her a favor. So I get why she does it. I just think she's done it in the messiest way possible. But you know what? At the end of the day, we need the story to move along. But now she's made enemies. And she not has. only is she kissing at this party and everybody's seen she's her, Simi, who's used the freshmen at the party to be her spies, has decided to post on her... Um, what is that man's name? Something Perez... He's not a good person. Oh, Perez, uh, Perez Hilton. Yeah. So she, her little Perez Hilton blog talking about, you know, brown sugar. We just found, you know, um, this 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 Kiki girl. Yeah. Scoot up with this man that she's telling y'all to stay away from. Well, she said it so she can have him for herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it's coming. She's coming across as a hypocrite, which gets thrown a lot in the interaction, even when she's having yeah. Malachi for the first time where they're having a, actually a conversation. So. Yeah, because they, they go to the corner eventually to have a talk, and like you said, this talk of being a hypocrite, because she's trying to tell him that he's a playboy, and he's not a good person because he's playing all these girls, mm-hmm. and his defense is like, 
I never not once said that I was dating any of these women. I never claimed any of them were my girlfriend. I'm simply just dating. And they knew that, and I knew that, and so there's no need for them to ever get worked up about the situation. And technically, it's not anything different that from what you're doing, Kiki, because were you not just... Did I not meet you coming out of Zach's room? Ooh. And now you're here kissing up on me, trying to upset the very same Zach. So what's the difference between you and me? Listen, there's no difference. <laughs> <laughs> she is a hypocrite in that sense. I don't know if she's a hypocrite though. I feel I feel like she I feel like but you know, I, I'm I'm still thinking about like you're in the heat of a moment. You know what I mean? Someone has just insulted you badly. I feel like in that situation, you don't know how you're gonna react. But it does slightly come across as hypocritical if she continues to like. Well, we're gonna see with the interaction that they have at cuffing corner or whatever it's called. Right. I don't even think that it's hypocritical because she, from what we understand so far, she's only been with Zach in the context of the book. Of what we've been for. She's not dating anybody else on campus. Whereas this man has obviously been talking to different girls on campus. And yeah, to a certain extent, you can be like, oh, I'm just dating. But I feel like that's a cop out a lot of guys like to use. Yeah. But if you haven't invested emotional time with this person, yeah. Like, I also do think sometimes girls put all their eggs in one basket and then get their yeah. feelings hurt. And again, like the way she describes it, it's a small pool of people on this campus, a small group of black people, and if we're all gunning for the same guy and every other guy seems to be rotten as F, and you're just like trying to find, there's a new person and everybody's gunning for the same person, but I, I just feel like he didn't need to be dating Erica Badu and Nicki Minaj. Like he could have maybe tried out Nicki and then gone to Erica. I don't know. That <laughs> no, he wants he wants both of them because he wants to feel important or wanted in that sense. Because I also like he was when Kiki actually brought this up to him when they were having the little conversation. I, I guess the, this is when after this is after the kiss, you know, everything has settled down a little bit, and then they started having a little chit chat, and he says, "Well, you know." they know what I was doing. Like, I was not leading them on in any way. But I'm just like, but you took the girls to Nando's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they caught you at the Nando's. mall. They caught you at the mall with them. And for me, it's just like, okay, so you you told them directly, I'm not looking for anything serious. It's not going to be, you know, no relationship or whatever. But every day, it's a quarter chicken with <laughs> chips. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're you're doing something. You're making them see something that, you're being dishonest. That's what you are. You're being yeah. dishonest. Because I think even Vegan Cupcake says that she he took her to like the best vegan restaurant in town. Do you see that? <laughs> but again, it's like, but they're also just dating. Like you want to date people. You want to go out. Like if I go with one guy today and we go to this restaurant, I go out with this guy tomorrow. I'm just, you know, I'm just surveying what's out there. But, but you know the way the way Malachi is being described is that he's a smooth talker. Now he's taking you to vegan donuts or whatever, and he's probably having a conversation with you, <laughs> and he's probably saying some things that are sweet. You know what I mean? They just smell so good. I would be tricked because it's love bombing. I feel like it's 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 blurry. Can I be honest? I was already tricked. I'm sorry. <laughs> And that's why we're here. <laughs> like we're here. he was talking, I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. No, yeah. I get it. No, for sure. No, for you're, sure. we're done. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. One thing about, about a man, he's going to just derail you. Look at you. <laughs> Look at he's you. He's not real. That's the Exactly. Part. But 
he's not real, but they are guys like him yeah. <laughs> for a hundred percent. I think he's a love bomber. I think that's what he is. I think he, I think, you know, I think he's charming. Mm-hmm. But because I know him and Kiki got the honey and the spice. Okay. I think he's a little more genuine with her. He makes it very clear from with her that he wants to see where this goes. He's been thinking about her. From that know. one interaction. See, that's what would trip me off a little bit. I said, Love okay, so you sight. saw my eyes. I don't believe in that. So you <laughs> saw my eyes. Well, in real life, in the books, yeah. But okay, so there's Love at First Sight I don't think here. it was Love at First Sight. I think it was more of like, oh, you're kind of cute. I've never seen you before. I'm curious. But I wouldn't say like, oh, you know, like head over heels. Like I can't, whatever. I because he said, well, I've been wanting to know you. I've been wanting to talk to you. And that's why there's that whole, like, I porn, sorry, between both of them <laughs> um, at the party. You know what I mean? Like, he was, I think he was trying to find, like, how can I insert myself into her space? And yeah. I know there's a lot of people around her and whatever was going on. But for that one interaction, you're saying you want to know me, like... But then now it's time to think to myself back to chapter three where we get introduced to Dr. Miller right. as the competition. He him being the yeah. other extraordinary student. Yeah. So I guess like maybe even he had an idea from Dr. Miller who Kiki's about. So maybe that's maybe I'm missing a you know context here. So that's how I'm picking it up right now. Just clicked in my head. I think, but I don't, I just don't think that. I think he genuinely liked her because the way he describes her, he's like, I liked you. I liked our combo. Then I heard what you said about me on the radio, which is why he starts the whole conversation of whether he's a hypocrite or not, or if he's mm-hmm. a player, because she describes him as a player and he's like, I didn't appreciate that. Um, now you have girls I have to answer to for my actions, but, um, I don't know. I, I think there was, if you if you don't want to call it love at first sight, there was something there. And they both felt it because my girl's been thinking about him. She's been asking around about him. Mm-hmm. Every time she talks about him, she describes him as fine as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just the way a cookie crumbles. But I do think there's something there, which, which makes you think, dang, things are going so good so quickly. Yeah. And that's when Amina leaves her her man that's not her man, Kofi, <laughs> and joins us at the, what's it called? The Cuffing Corner? The Cuffing Corner. Ridiculous name. <laughs> Listen, I too would be in the Cuffing Corner. No! <laughs> Just, you know, like, put my legs over a man's lap and be like, mm-hmm. Also, how do you guys talk in those loud-ass places? I never... You have to stand close to each other. I still can't hear. I think my hearing... You know, a lot of hear, years of headphones and earphones... <laughs> Killed it. <laughs> there is no whisk yelling at me in a loud club. Like, I'm not going to hear anything. That's so true. I don't understand how they hear each other. That's what shocked me the most. I feel like when you're interested in somebody, maybe all your other senses just collapse and you just like focus on that one voice that's coming out of that those fine lips that I'm pretty sure that he has and I you know actually what I liked about them being close like that because they had a little banter <laughs> it's cute <laughs> it's cute you know what I mean you know they'll go back and forth they're insulting each other but in a very flirtatious yeah. friendly way right I think that is hot I feel like when I think about myself, like having a sparking a connection with somebody, yeah. if we're able to go back and forth like that, and like even when he, I think he mispronounces her name or calls her something else, she's he, just like, he okay, gives her the fake names that yeah. she used, yeah, and she's just like, okay, I see you, you're coming back at me, 
you know? Yeah. And I think it kind of, I can, I think it keeps her on her, on her tippy toes and keeps him in the tippy toes too. So yeah. there's curiosity going on. I like it. I like I it. I think that's also like a testament to Bolu's writing. Mm-hmm. Just because it kind of, it's kind of like she gives the readers what they want. Because yep. for the same way, like, you want that banter when you're flirting. Absolutely. Like, you want to be able to know that you can, you can, you know, joke a little with the person that you like. So I think she's really catering to her audience in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but again, it, it's going too well. Too many laughs. Too many touchy touchies. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dive in there. Come on now. <laughs> We but I like, still have several chapters to go. That's true. We're early, but hey, they kissed. They kissed. They've been kissing. Yes, they have. Um, and I think when they're even getting closer, Amina pops out of the blue with a very important message. Yep. The girls at this school act fast. <laughs> Too fast. They saw that post by Simi and said, "Girl, let me unfold." They said, "Canceled." Hashtag canceled. Um, brown sugar. <laughs> Hashtag cancel brown sugar because Kiki's out here kissing the man that we all want. And you know what? I was like, maybe we need to grow up. I don't know. I don't know. I think that was so immature. Also, why am I losing followers? And so quickly. Yeah, like, what is this? <laughs> I was just like... a small little thing. Like, I, I, I know, like... I mean, because I guess they're in a bubble. Like, I remember when I was in university, I feel like I was just in the bubble and everything yeah. was just... Was just there, like outside world doesn't really matter. So maybe it looks crazy to us, but for them, maybe it's a big deal. But still, losing fifty or whatever so followers all because the, the, she went ahead and kissed that man is ridiculous. But it also it speaks to how there's not really much of a strong sisterhood amongst these like groups of women, which I don't like. But I feel like to add drama to the story to make the plot a little bit more interesting, I guess like Balu just had to add those few elements inside of it. I feel like. Yeah, there's no strong sisterhood, but I like if you sit back for three seconds and you really think about it. In the world of Twitter, <laughs> no, <laughs> where every day you see two women fighting, either fighting over a man, <laughs> some celebrity, and some other girl talking about how she's sleeping with her man, or you see women trying to up each other on who's cleanest, how to keep a man. How, you would think that feminism has not been invented yet. Like, I'm not shocked at the behavior that's taking place here. Because even if, let's say, Kiki's plan was to keep everybody off her man and she was playing all of you, you lost. And that's okay. That doesn't change any of the things that she said, but you guys are that vexed about it that you have to unfollow. As if I'm following him is somehow going to give you the man in return. Like, you know... You're right, because I know my place. <laughs> if there was one fine man in this room right now, and there were five girls, and we all try and get to this man, if this man says, no, I want this one here, I'm not going to start acting. I, I can't embarrass myself. That's just me. I just can't do it. I have too much pride. <laughs> and I have an ego. So um, you chose her. Great, that's good for you, King. I might cry about it that night and think like, oh my god, I'm hideous. You know what I mean? Never gonna <laughs> find <hideous>. nobody. <laughs> you know, no, that was I the last it. good black man around. Like, that's how I feel. But then I will never go out of my way to talk about y'all need to go beat that girl after school <laughs> because she kissed the man that's supposed to be with me. Like, that's ridiculous. That's another thing. Their friends are, I don't know if it's good friends or blind leading the blind. Yeah. Because he might have played the leader of the vegan cupcakes. Now all the vegan cupcakes got on follow. What 
that's my favorite show. Like, I'm not following for you. I'm sorry. Like, I really enjoy Brown Sugar. I'm not following. If you don't want to listen, that's your business. Mm-hmm. But clearly, Kiki needs the following because she just talked about applying for this uh, uh, this program, and they're going to be looking at her her show, how many people it's pulled, and if it's going down instead of going up, then what does that say about what's happening? Yeah. So Mina comes up with the idea that we saw coming when she originally talked to Dr. Miller Mm -hmm. was to bring Malachi on the show to offer a different perspective on dating. Kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. situation. Mm -hmm. And of course, you you see it coming. You're like, yeah, I know for sure. But then at this point, Kiki just basically insults Malachi. I don't remember what she says exactly or what he says, but they hurt each other's feelings. Yeah. And they had just taken like three steps forward and somehow taken five steps back. Yeah. And they're going back and forth. Name calling. Yeah. In between Amina. And it's just like, it's not pleasant. Um, And they both declare, first of all, uh, Kiki's all about, I'm never going to see you again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl. Girl. We got a couple more chapters left, so you definitely gonna see Malachi. <laughs> you didn't see him in class, apparently. You're probably gonna see him in the studio. Yep, we're probably gonna work on some group projects together. Sorry, girl. Exactly. It's, it's settled. And the thing is, Malachi seems so much more hurt by the situation. Yeah. But I think it's because Kiki's also very good at putting up her wall and uh, pretending. Yeah, because like as there were, you know, when Amina brings that whole like um, news about, you know, we lost the followers, see me saying da 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 da, and like she started getting upset and like mm-hmm. throwing all those words at him. He's just like, oh, so we're going back to like you being yeah. this way. I you you can clearly see that he was hurt, and he was particularly hurt because like he was really when they were doing a little banter before Amina stepped in, he was making all kinds of like comments about like how pretty she is as well. Right. There was one particular one that. That got me, y'all. It got me. It was so cute. I think he was talking about her smile and saying, like, how, like, her smile is mad. I guess, like, that's slang for, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's, like, I don't know. Wait, what line was it? I don't know this one. Let me find it. I think it's, like, it's, um, okay, here. So, he's talking about her smile. He said, that smile is, you're an assassin because her smile oh. is so pretty. And just, like, have you seen your fucking smile you can make a man do anything with that shit. You're a straight up villain. You see that? Because of her smile. Like, I think he... Now, you know, I'm going to retract what I said before. I think he I think he likes her. For sure. Sorry, Julia. You sorry. Thought, oh, my God. You just found out that he likes her? Yeah. Oh, Listen, my goodness, Hannah. Who would have thought it? You know, I'm a slow learner, but I learn. <laughs> Um, I think that's, I think that's really cute. He definitely is, I think he's definitely trying to be a little bit softer with her so that she can like put down her walls and be like, Hey, like, I'm not this player, this asshole. You, you know, you make me to be or what you told these girls about. I still want to know what you told to uh, Chioma and uh, whoever, the vegan babe, but we move. And also this is where we find out that Malachi is friends with Kofi. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, right. It just right. clicked in my head right now. So I think Malachi knows, or maybe they're, him and Kofi have talked about how Amina behaves. Yes. Like, you know, she's playing a little hard to get. And I think, like, he would be gassed up if Amina could, like, you know, return the favor and, like, you know, give the yeah. boy a chance. So 
are you seeing double dates? Because <laughs> I am write a book a reservation at the fanciest restaurant, Kofi Malakai, Amina, and Kiki. Girl, ain't that cute? All you're gonna see here is Kofi playing his mixes and the songs that he wrote. Kiki and Malakai arguing. Yeah, and maybe a shady comment or two from Amina. Who, by the way, it seems like Amina's quite um. She's reserved with Malachi. Yeah. Like, she knows Kiki likes him, but she's not about to just roll out the carpet, like, and be nice, which I think is what most friends friends should should do. Yeah. Like, you know, let let me see you prove yourself. But one thing, though, is Amina said, I I still need this radio show to complete my my course. So you're going to come on the show, and I imagine the next chapter, she's going to tell Kiki to put on her big girl pants and get over herself and have this man come on. Um, but yeah, but I imagine Malachi's gonna help Kofi finally get the girl. I think they said they went to, like, high school or so together. Yeah. So they knew each other before university. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, I'm not seeing Double Date just yet. A couple more chapters and I'm gonna get it. Maybe Maybe it'll be Nando's. Who knows? I wonder where they plan to go. I'm sure British people go to more places than that. Well, I can't think of any other place, okay? (laughs) The local fish and fry. Um, (laughs) I think after that, I think that's it. I think we start calling each other bad names. (laughs) It was awful. I was like, damn. But it's okay. I am a true lover of enemies to lovers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you know this fits right into my this fits right into what I like. So I'm really excited to see how everything progresses. I cannot wait for that big conflict that's probably gonna come in the middle of the book and how my couple makes it past it. Um I'm looking forward to more surprises and I'm looking forward for Simi to to see her maker. You know what I mean? She's she's rude, she's a rude one. I don't even think Simi's my main problem. I think Zach is Zachary. <laughs> I need him to suffer in some way. Like, I just need him to be embarrassed. I hate when men have big heads. Like, mm. why do you feel so big up about yourself? Like, what do you what do you do exactly? Like, I don't... Anyways. But I'm, I'm excited to see that. I feel like there's going to be a moment between Malachi and Zach. Like, maybe, maybe a, a fi- little squabble. A pistols at dawn. I'm excited. <laughs> you know what's giving? It's giving Bridgerton. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, of course you did. You know... This cold, cold heart is getting warm right now. Um, but you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Season one with Re- uh, Reggie Jean Page and, uh, <laughs> and Anthony and saying that, yeah, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. I kind of like that. Not going to lie to you. A little bit of a macho macho. It's good. It's good. Just in small amounts, though. So I don't mind it. You know, I guess. But I think because it's Zachary, I won't mind because he seems like he's... You know, some people move around this earth like they don't have fear someone's going to punch them. Yeah. And I feel like once that's happened to him, he might change a little. It's either that or he just leaves Kiki alone. That would be better. I'm excited to see what the radio show becomes when uh, Malachi finally joins it. And if that picks up more viewers, maybe the viewers she lost in girls, she'll gain in guys. Yeah. Um, one last thing is I want to mention is like, Malachi describes Kiki as like when she's kissing all the guys are kissing him all the guys are cheering mm-hmm. because it's not that nobody wants to be with her it's that they're afraid of her because she she can see right through their BS yeah and, and Malachi tells Kiki that and it makes you think that he himself he knows that and he thinks he's either able to make sure his BS doesn't stink 
Yeah. And, like, he's able to fool her, or he thinks he's coming out of his most authentic self. So I'll be interested to see where that goes. Because he, he does not have no feelings about her or afraid of her, of approaching her at all. Yeah. I mean, neither does that. But, hey, what are we, we going to do about that? I'm assuming as the chapters go along, he's going to grow more fond and maybe, like, respect her a little bit more. Yeah. As time goes by. I know, like, I'm the kind of person who I would prefer a man to really, really respect me over, like, being infatuated with me or whatever. Because yeah. it makes me feel comfortable in my own skin. It makes me feel like I can t- tell you anything and you can, you know, you can play back with me. Right. Um. So... I'm glad, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy to see that, you know, there's a little bit of enemy right now because it makes things, it makes things a little bit exciting. Um, but yeah, let's see how our lovers end up um, navigating this new, this newfound encounter. It should be interesting. I have a question. Do you have a face in mind when you, you're thinking of Malachi? Absolutely. <laughs> What's yours? I'll tell you mine. Okay. So when I think of the King Malachi, I think of the one and only Yolanda Noel from Insecure, but I think I'm thinking of a much taller Yolan and a much like almost slimmer Yolan. You know what I mean? I'm thinking of like that's that, that's that, that's the first thing pops in my head. Who are you thinking of? Kofi Cerebro. So I thought about Kofi, but I said, you know, I like Yolan a little bit more. <laughs> I've always loved that man. Anyway, all insecure. Is, they're all from insecure. Any oh black God, man. He wasn't insecure. Exactly. Oh, he was like, but he was in it for so short. Like he was. was last, and he was like kind of annoying. Season? He was in the last. He was in the last. I think the second to last season, then the last season. Like it's maybe yeah. He had over. the art. Yeah, the artsy. That was low-key stressful for me. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking Kofi. Not in insecure, actually. Hannah doesn't watch the show, but. Kofi as Ralph Angel in Queen Sugar. Mm. Um, or Kofi as the artist guy in that Netflix movie. I don't remember the name. Oh, Love Something. Yeah. Love Always or something on those lines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't make that much noise outside of like the one two gifts on Tumblr, but you know, it I liked it. It was, it was cute. cute. <laughs> really loved. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, you yes, know, it yes, was yes. It was there. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, no problem. They really used to go back to actually making romantic, like, comedies and movies. Putting more, Absolutely. like, love into them. Like, I don't know. I know. Like, I don't want this big old conflict. Your mama don't like you because you're this and that and you're a bomb. You know what I mean? I don't want Not that. a bomb. Yeah, it's a bomb. <laughs> like, I want love through and through from beginning to end. And but the conflict should be something small. Like, you didn't wash dishes. No, girl. <laughs> You're obviously not going to get that. So well, there's no. that. No. Um, but yeah, but I see Kofi Suru. I don't know who I see as Kiki. Um, but I do know who I see as Amina. Who? Uh, I don't know her name, but she plays the best friend in Dear White People. I don't say, I know her name. Oh, the one who got engaged. Yeah. Uh, what is her name? Oof. I can't remember, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. In fact, I really feel like her and her love interest could be, yeah, could make sense. You know what I mean? No, but I don't see Kofi as as that guy from Dear White. No, 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 no. Kofi. I'm thinking Kofi is more of like very awkward, very yeah. in his little space, very RC, like but she's also a little like... taller than him, maybe like an inch. <laughs> Just yeah. an inch. Kofi is, is definitely heels. short, but you know we like those short kings <laughs> too here. Okay, or maybe you. Want... Maybe we should give Kobe more a shot. You know, we'll see what comes to me in the later <laughs> chapters. <laughs> Just give him a little more credit than when he's got. But yeah, 
Um, anyway, yeah. you know, black love, y'all. Um, that's what we're here for. Uh, I really enjoyed reading the first seven chapters. Um, I'm really excited to see what's up next. So, yeah. Yeah, so the next episode, I think we're going to be focusing on... I think we did, did we only do seven? We just did the first seven chapters, so we're going to do chapters eight all the way until... 14. 14? Yeah. Yeah, to 14. So catch us next time as we delve back into the book and we find out more about our two main characters. We find out maybe Kofi finally begs and Nina takes her to Nando's. Absolutely. Um, And of course, let us know what you think. If you're following along, if you've read the book, please let us know. We want to get as, you know, many engagements here. Um, Think of it as your, your book club. For Black a Love. virtual book club. I like that. <laughs> exactly. Like that. So let us know what y'all think. Um, and we will be back next week. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.